You're listening to Work Tape, episode 49. Welcome to the Work Tape podcast. Uh, I, you know, I, I lost my train of thought there, but uh, it's Isaac Grover. And, you know, we just always roll with it, dude. Christina, you are back with us today. How are you doing? I'm back. I'm doing good. I just got home yesterday from camp for the weekend, which was exhausting, but absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, so today what we're going to be talking a lot about is um, messianic music, which is a genre of Christian music. We may get a little bit into melismas because you and I had talked about that. And there are some messianic singers who employ some melismas because I think that it's present in, it is actually, I don't even think that it is, it is present in Jewish music. So that's super cool. Um, Middle Eastern music in general, fun side note, Arabic music has melismas all over the place and it is beautiful, but we'll get to that. So I'm going to start by asking you, Isaac, what do you know about the messianic movement or messianic music, anything like that? Do you know anything about it? So with the Messianic movement, I do know about it on a theological standpoint. Mm-hmm. And more like a non-music theological, more like uh yeah. you know, the history of Jesus Christ and stuff like that and kind of um Orthodox Judaism. So as a from like a religious perspective, I am familiar with it. But musically, I'm not that familiar with it. Go figure, right? Cool. Yeah, and not a lot of people are. It just depends. I think it depends on kind of what camp you grew up in Christianity. It also just depends on your upbringing. My family was super into the Messianic music because we liked it. Well, I might know a little bit. So there are stereotypes portrayed in culture, and obviously I've heard them. Mm -hmm. Which stereotypes, whatever, you know, there's a truth to them, but there are also lies to them too. I I think there's it's a two-sided coin, right? But the kind of... Jewish music I've heard portrayed in popular culture, at least American popular culture, is your classic run-of-the-mill Russian Orthodox type situation. That's a thing, too. I I know it's a thing because it's it's still a mirror of real life, but how accurate it is depends on the situation. So I'm not saying that it is what it is, what you see or what you hear, but sure, test everything. So there's that. Jewish weddings I've heard portrayed on on media, so I get to hear kind of what they might do. Um, bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. It's bat mitzvah for a woman, right? Yep, that's correct. Okay. So there's that. And then, yeah, I think those are like the, the ones that I've heard in music. And actually growing up in the church, I grew up with uh, hearing some Jewish messianic music i i believe to my knowledge i believe that's what i was listening to so mm-hmm. probably I, right and here's another thing i wanted to mention but i didn't want to be offensive and close-minded and just kind of like rude but oh, is, do it <laughs> when you hear things like the uh, uh, like is that yes. what you're talking about with arabic uh like the modal stuff or uh, melisma type stuff yeah Yep, okay, yep, yep. so that is exactly. those are melismas. Whenever I hear that, and I don't know if it's like Iraq or if it's Saudi Arabia, but all of them. Yeah. Okay, so I do hear melismas in that style of music. Think 
Prince of Egypt, you have that opening, uh, the lady, the iconic lady mm. in Prince of Egypt when she's opening up and then it goes into uh, Deliver Us, Hero Lord, Deliver Us. That lady's Ofra Haza. She was uh, Israeli. She's not alive anymore, but all of that is melismatic for sure. And it's the same in the Arabic music because Israeli music and Arabic music, of course, come out of the same part of the world. There's so many shared traditions. Cool. So I've been wanting to touch on this music, and I think it's cool that you have a really good grounding in it. Mm-hmm. I grew up uh, with Paul Wilbur. My mom and my dad loved Paul Wilbur. My mom being part Jewish, it made sense. Because you're Jewish. You told me that yes. you're Jewish. Yes, that's correct. People have argued with me on this, but being Jewish, it's not just religious. There is an ethnic portion, and that's where I come in. What a Messianic Jew actually is, is an actual ethnic Jew who has come to faith in Jesus Christ. So like my grandfather is technically a Messianic Jew, although he just calls himself a Christian because, I mean, you know, why not? That's that's what he is. He believes in Jesus. And so you get people calling them Jewish believers, Messianic Jews. The Messianic movement has come up now with the term Jewish believer because They've expanded the meaning of Messianic Jew. I'll get to that in a minute. But Messianic Judaism really at its core is ethnically Jewish people or maybe even converted Jewish people, like people who were non-Jews who converted to Judaism, who then became saved by faith in Jesus, the Messiah. And so there's that. That's Messianic Judaism. The main goal in the Messianic movement now is to bring together Gentiles and Jewish people in the worship of the Messiah. Got it. Yeah. That's where Messianic music really comes in. I think it's, um, I have a feeling it was intended to be a bridge for Jewish people to come to know Jesus. Oh, because Messianic music clearly was post-Psalms, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Hence, Messianic, even though I guess you could say Messianic was also the foretelling even during David's time. But the actual Messianic movement, so to speak, I guess even like musically, we're just talking about like the history of it, really was post-Christ's uh, ascension. Yes. Yeah, the Messianic music really, I think, is very new. Very, very new. This century, for sure. This half century, to be honest. This half of the century? You mean like? Like the last 60 years since the Jesus movement. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know of anything before it. And I could be wrong. I can ask my pastor. I was thinking like maybe 100 AD, 150 AD, but not like in the 1900s. No. Yeah. No, 1900s for sure. Wow. Yeah. Color me intrigued. Yeah, right? It's fascinating. And I think, I wonder if it's because, biblically speaking, as a whole, the Jewish people rejected Christ. So then it was kind of the age of the Gentiles for a long time. Like, the gospel was presented to the Jews first, and the Jews rejected for the most part. And then the Jews who did accept Jesus went out to the Greeks um, and the, uh, the Gentiles and spread the gospel abroad. And I'm thinking 
we're getting to the end times and the end times are supposed to be for the Jew to bring the Jew back to Christ. And so I'm wondering if it's a move of God to get people interested again in, um, you know, bringing the Jews to Christ. And that's a whole other topic, but that's just kind of an overview. Not that we're not still presenting the gospel to the Gentiles. We're presenting it to everyone all the time, in my humble opinion. But yeah, I think there's a huge interest now in bridging the gap for the Jews to come back to Jesus. And music is a huge part of that. So you have messianic music, which incorporates Jewish music styles like klezmer, um, Mizrahi music, and just different styles of Jewish music. And it's all scriptural. It's all like the Psalms. It's all like the Shema, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. In Hebrew, it's like Shema Yisrael, Kavod Malchutov. I don't remember what that's from. Numbers, numbers or Deuteronomy. Do you ever sing in Hebrew? Um, at church, yes, wow. I sing in Hebrew, but not not on my own. I've never written a song in Hebrew. That would be cool. That'd be cool. But yes, at church, at the church I go to on Saturdays, we do sing in Hebrew, and we sing the Shema, which is the Hero Israel, and then we speak the Ahavta every week. And the Ahavta is, um, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. We also say the Lord's Prayer at that church from. Matthew. But yeah, it's all things like that or different elements from the Old Testament, but showing how the music is all about Jesus, the Messiah, who fulfilled all of these things that the Jews are used to from the Old Testament. So really, it's a natural bridge, making a natural bridge from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's the natural bridge that the Bible makes itself but through music and through the music of their culture. And so you have singers like Marty Getz. He's Jewish ethnically, and he, I'm pretty sure, was Jewish religiously as well. And there was this sense back then for a lot of Jews that Christians were just anti-Semitic. And of course, that's obviously a stereotype too. It's not the case across the board, but they got the sense that some Christians were anti-Semitic. But what he ended up finding, he ended up making all these Christian friends realizing they weren't anti-Semitic. They were actually very loving. And through all these experiences, he came to know that like Yeshua is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. And it's it's the same Jesus for Christians as it is for Jews. You know, he had to come to that realization. So he starts making music based on um, different verses in the Psalms, the Shema, and things like that, but it's all about Jesus. And that's really what Messianic music is. It's all about Jesus the Messiah, which is what Christian music is all about, too. Supposed to be about, at least. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Messianic music is, it's about Jesus. It's about his fulfillment of all of those things in the New Testament, just like Hebrews talks about and different areas in the Old Testament or in the New Testament talk about. Um, yeah, that's messianic music. So you have El Shaddai by Amy Grant. Okay. I remember that one growing up. Yep, that's a good one. Marty Getz has a song called He Is My Defense, which is based on one of the Psalms. 
he is my defense. I shall not be moved. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And, um, yeah, talking all about Jesus, my Messiah. Um, then Paul Wilbur has a ton of stuff and Paul Wilbur's stuff is very like Israeli in flavor. It's very klezmer, a lot of it. Um, klezmer being a type of, he, uh, Israeli folk music. That would be probably the stereotypical yeah, kind yeah, the of the Russian or- Orthodox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I heard it in my head when you did it. <laughs> yes. It's like, let God arise. <laughs> or like the, hey, like the, hey. The, the, the. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a lot of Paul Wilbur stuff. Not all of it. One you've probably heard by Paul Wilbur. I don't know if you wrote it, but Days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah preparing the word of the Lord. That one's more, I would say, typical contemporary Christian music, like 90s, typical contemporary well, Christian music. I, I was going to mention, so all those times I listened to Maranatha, I thought I heard some Messianic influence in there. Yes, they have a ton. There's right. a Hosanna album, too. Hosanna yep. Yep. called Army of God. That is all like, Tons of messianic songs. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it was all over the place back in the day. I don't know how much new messianic stuff there is. There is a band out of Israel, all messianic Jews, called Miketem, M-I-Q-E-D-E-M. And their music is very like, it's amazing. It, it's a lot of um, elements of traditional Israeli music, Israeli music genres mixed with like just more modern flavors. Okay. And they're a really good example of newer messianic music, but it's all for the same purpose. It's all for that purpose of reaching Jewish people for Christ. Wow. So my question is this messianic music, it's more or less a contemporary Christian music that I grew up listening to in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. It was an evolution from obviously previous times, but the previous times, we're really not that long ago. It really is a contemporary pop format, more or less, with uh, traditional, you know, Hebrew music. Absolutely, because you still have that element in a lot of it of like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, stuff like that. You still have those contemporary elements mm. in most of it. El Shaddai is not like that. El Shaddai is verse after verse, but yeah. Because I hear a lot of orchestral type singing. Like the, like a lot of stuff like that. I hear a lot of, you know, elongated notes. They, they really hold out their notes. And mm. I don't know if I'm hearing that messianic music influence in that. Like in the late 80s, early 90s, a lot of stuff from that time, you know, that Maranatha was doing as well as what's his name. I don't know if Rich Mullins kind of did this, but sometimes I feel like Rich did dabble in that sound. Am I wrong? I don't think he ever got into the messianic sound, but the thing with Rich Mullins is that he was very world music oriented in general. Hmm. So he probably had elements of world music in general in his, hmm. which are, which can be similar because that melismatic and like lengthened type singing, you end up finding in a ton of cultures, which is super cool. So what about, I forgot his name. It's Matthew something. Maybe it was Matthew something. Maybe it wasn't Stephen Curtis Chapman. It was someone else. 
But remember Agnes Day? Is that the name? On you stay, Michael W. Smith. I'm an idiot. Ma- no, that's Magnus not right. Day, and it was Michael W. Smith. I was like, it's. I was like, it's not Matthew Smith. I totally forgot the name, and I grew up with Michael W. Smith. Wow. Now that okay, this is completely different, but also interesting. Sure. On you stay is very much based on the idea of traditional like church chant, like Catholic. Okay early christian Mm -hmm. okay because it it had a really traditional sound and i was like yes i don't think it sounds jewish per se but i'm like i'm hearing not okay well thank you for clarifying that (laughs) no you're good yeah yeah that's that is not jewish or israeli at all that's very much traditional like Hmm. early christian chant beautiful that oh, is I love that stuff one of my favorite songs oh it's way better i love that i mean i i am a sucker for stephen curtis chapman because i love him me too oh so good yeah that by the way is also melismatic Hallelujah. yeah that's what i'm thinking you know so i'm yeah. thinking well it is kind of melismatic so maybe but no not not yeah. really and melis melismas are just found in every style of music in every culture yep But I think it's pretty fair to say that there are some cultures where it's more prominent than others. And I think it's extremely prominent in Arabic cultures, for sure. Definitely, definitely. So when I hear them sing, it's kind of part of that culture to not really always sing words, but just to kind of notes, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And and they're singing words, but it's not. um, It's, yeah, very elongated. Chant was the same way for sure. Um, you had like long, long lengthened out alleluias in Latin chant. Right. Eastern Orthodox as well. Where it wasn't like modern culture where every single syllable had to have a word. Right. Right. And I, I feel like I learned the reasoning behind that in music history, but I can't remember. Well, you should remember so we can talk about it. <laughs> I know I need to look into it. Cause that's just, I love it. I love early early religious chant. Oh my gosh. That's one of my favorites. So good. So if you could pull that up, I mean, are you going to be back? Cause I know, you know, the schedule has been changing for you. Do you think you can come back for another episode and maybe further Talk about that? and stuff? Yeah, I can definitely come back at some point. I just have to look at the schedule. Not a problem. Yeah. Thanks for being here again. We all miss you. Yes. I missed you guys too. <laughs> yeah, your voice is amazing. And so is Jeff's because I love talking to Jeff too and Mitch. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for being on. And I do appreciate that you lend your voice here and you are clearly really well educated and teach me stuff. So awesome. I appreciate being able to talk about this stuff too, because it's just so near and dear to my heart. So yeah. Yeah. I know you're a music nerd. It's good. Totally. Absolutely. Music nerds unite, right? Yes. So yeah, uh, with that stated, you guys all have a great day. Christina, I hope you have a great day as well. And tune in again for the Work Tape Podcast. I'm Isaac Grover and Christina Lafferty. Awesome. Have a good day, guys. All right. Talk later. Bye.